This week, two people in the financial world I follow expressed vastly different opinions about the future value of Bitcoin, other cryptocurrencies, and blockchain technology. Hello, I'm CryptoCasey, and in this video, we are going to compare and contrast the contents of two videos, one posted by YouTuber Meet Kevin, and the other by CEO of ARK Invest, Kathy Wood. Please be sure to check out our sponsors, Unstoppable Domains, Proton, and Masterworks. Secure your unique human-readable Web3 domain name, like Casey.Wallet, for your own personal brand, business, or business idea with Unstoppable Domains. Protect your core privacy and data by getting a free encrypted email address with Proton, and more on Masterworks in a bit. Awesome. Let's compare and contrast Kevin and Kathy's take on the future value of crypto. Finance YouTuber Meet Kevin recently posted a video titled Crypto to Zero, the Fed's new crypto replacement, where he brought up some valid points and some other points worth exploring together. In the video, Kevin discusses the Federal Reserve's new payment system, currently scheduled to launch sometime between May and June of 2023, called FedNow. It will offer free, nearly instantaneous, secure transactions between banks. And with retail transaction competitors like PayPal, Venmo, and Zelle increasingly taking regular banking institutions' market share of customers and depositors, Kevin believes banks will be extremely incentivized to pay for FedNow being integrated with their systems. He also thinks they will pay for the transaction fees, so it will be free for us to use. Even if PayPal, Venmo, and Zelle clap back by lowering their transaction fees to stay competitive, there are still a lot of limitations when using them to try and send significant amounts of money. As payment transaction providers compete for market share, and as technology improves, transaction costs in the future will approach zero, and a revenue model based on transaction fees will no longer be sustainable, and any company relying on transaction fees as a sole or primary source of income will go out of business. And this is a key fact in Kevin's opinion on the future value of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies because in the video he discusses two important factors for determining the fundamental value of an investment. One, tangible aspects like how much an investor can expect to receive in return, like 5% per year, 20% per month, etc. Or an investment made as a preservation of value, like converting cash to gold. And two, intangible aspects, like if we choose to invest in a company because we like their stance on environmental issues, or in the case of crypto, because we like the idea of it being an alternative to big banks and governments, and potentially having a massive positive influence on the world at large. Kevin believes that since crypto does not generate revenue or give us a reliable ROI, return on investment, Bitcoin is potentially the only cryptocurrency with fundamental value if you can believe it can become a digital gold of sorts and become a way to preserve value. Since gold has been time-tested over thousands of years, Kevin thinks that the only possible fundamental value of investing in Bitcoin is whatever we think the future price of Bitcoin will be because it will take decades for its value to stabilize and ultimately become a way for investors to preserve value. As for other use cases, as a form of value like peer-to-peer -peer value transfer, Kevin explores the idea of FedNow being an end to this important use case for cryptocurrencies, which is secure, instantaneous transactions. He believes that other cryptocurrencies do not have that much, if any, value outside of investors making speculative bets. Kevin did bring up a recently published Harvard research paper that we discussed on the channel on an episode of Crypto This Week a while back, where the author made an argument for governments and central banks to invest in Bitcoin as a hedge against sanctions by other countries. So, if a country has a lot invested in US treasuries, and the US decides to freeze their ability to transact with them because they did something the US doesn't like, having Bitcoin as an alternative investment can mitigate that possibility by allowing the country to still be able to access and use funds. Cool. 
Either way, basically Kevin thinks that the upcoming FedNow payment system will be one of the final nails in cryptocurrency's coffin, because FedNow transactions will occur very similar to that of blockchain transactions, where it is safe and fast, but unlike crypto, there will be zero transaction fees. And since transacting with cryptocurrencies are expensive and take some degree of technical skills to figure out and manage, that everyone will just adopt and use the FedNow system and won't need to or choose to use crypto anymore because there are hardly any incentives left, in his opinion. He also thinks that banks eventually starting to use blockchain technology will also render cryptocurrencies useless. Nice. So injecting some of my thoughts on Kevin's opinion before comparing and contrasting with Kathy Woods, one, there's a lot of hubris behind believing most people in the world use US banks, are transacting in digital versions of US dollars via banks, and ultimately that a significant portion of the world has access to first world financial systems. And two, there's a lot of naivety behind believing the FedNow system would operate like a blockchain system because it would not be decentralized and it would not be transparent. They could decide at any time to not complete your transactions, they could freeze and take your money whenever they want, and when considering how banks work and their business models, they keep a fraction of deposits to lend out the rest. They don't care about making transactions fast, easy, and cheap for us. And even just looking at the repo markets and overnight markets, banks need and count on all the time it takes to clear checks, wires, and I just don't believe all these banks would be liquid enough to honor instantaneous free transactions 24-7, 365. Implementing FedNow on a massive scale would require a complete transformation of banks' business models. Also, considering all the deglobalization that's happening and geopolitical issues in flux, the US is not in good favor with the rest of the world right now. So I don't see a lot of big players being too interested in integrating with a payment system created and managed by the US Federal Reserve. And one final comment before exploring Kathy's position, have you seen government-created technology or government-created anything? It's a complete and utter joke. Look at their websites. I mean, look at anything. So right now, I just don't see how the feds could possibly make a user-friendly, seamless, amazing payment system that people choose to use over at Venmo or similar technology made by for-profit companies. So essentially, I'm not worried about the upcoming FedNow payment system as it relates to cryptocurrencies. Sure, there are a lot of things that could happen that would be extremely bearish for crypto, but it mostly has to do with potential regulations that could do major damage and nothing to do with being replaced by something it was designed to hedge against and protect us from like the feds. Sweet. All right, let's move on to Kathy Wood's recent comments on the cryptocurrency market and future implications of blockchain technology. First, a quick word about Masterworks. Masterworks is the first platform for buying and selling shares representing an investment in iconic artworks, allowing us to build a diversified portfolio of iconic works of art curated by their industry-leading research team. They do this using a proprietary data set to understand which artist markets are accelerating quickly and have the most attractive historical price appreciation rates. Masterworks has experienced a high amount of demand, having to acquire more art and also imposing a waitlist to join. However, using the link in the description right below, we can skip the waitlist and become a member today. As a member, we can access their database for free to do our own research. Their research team decides which artist markets are appreciating, their acquisitions team locates and chooses the best pieces to offer value to their members, and they have a first-of-its-kind secondary market that enables us to buy and sell shares directly to and from other investors, which is currently only available to U.S. citizens with U.S. bank accounts at this time. So if you'd like to diversify by adding some art to your investment portfolio, scroll down to skip the waitlist and become a member of Masterworks today. Amazing. 
Now, let's dive into Kathy's take on the future value of blockchain technology. In a previous episode of Kathy Woods in the No Monthly series, Kathy discussed how her and her team at ARK Invest were impressed by the fact that Bitcoin had been much more stable than even equity and bond markets over the past several months, bouncing between a relatively narrow range of 17k to 23k, which could be a leading indicator that Bitcoin will be a leader in the next bull market. And then unfortunately, the FTX fiasco caused Bitcoin's price to break down below 17k. Kathy noted, however, all things considered, the crypto markets withstood a massive amount of uncertainty surrounding FTX's bankruptcy, with Bitcoin only dipping to about 15k. Also, another important thing to consider is how the Bitcoin and Ethereum blockchains did not skip a beat in terms of operations despite the collapse. No transactions were interrupted at all. Kathy compared this fact with the global financial system during the 2008-2009 crisis, where all the markets froze, banks stopped processing transactions, and no one knew where the counterparty risk was. This absence of information and transparency is what ultimately caused the Fed to have to intervene. Kathy described it as a near-death experience for the global financial system, and contrasted this with the fact that both past and recent catastrophic events for crypto have yet to put their blockchain-based operations on the brink of death. She said this highlights the importance of transparency and decentralization in financial systems. Because in crypto with blockchain technology, we can follow the money and all financial activity is immutable, meaning it cannot be forged or changed. And here's an interesting clip from Kathy's video. You know, it was very interesting that Sam Bankman-Fried uh, never liked Bitcoin. Well, it's becoming obvious to me now, uh, now that I know he never liked it, um, why he didn't like it. Uh, it's because it's not centralized. There's no way to control it, uh, like he was controlling his empire. Uh, and uh, so it highlights this, you know, the dual nature, decentralization, transparency, and regulators are beginning to understand this. Interesting, right? People that haven't taken the time to learn how cryptocurrency works think that criminal and illicit activity is foundational to crypto, when, with an FTX situation or similar, it's actually due to fraud and the same lack of transparency and decentralization foundational to all financial scams. Blockchain technology solves this. And as Kathy pointed out in her video, regulators are beginning to understand this, as recently, the newest SEC commissioner, Jaime Lizarraga, highlighted how important decentralization and transparency are as a lesson learned from the FTX fallout. So focus by key regulators on transparency and decentralization could be great for the crypto asset ecosystem from a long-term investment standpoint, which are two variables that would definitely not be integral to the FedNow payment system. Kathy says closed ecosystems are not a wise idea because as we've seen in both the crypto and traditional markets, human decisions, especially in moments of crisis, as opposed to smart contract automated decisions, tend to be irrational and fraudulent. Cool. Next, Kathy puts the crypto fallout into perspective, noting at the crypto market's peak, the total market cap hit between $2.9 and $3 trillion, and it has now dropped down to roughly $800 billion. Meanwhile, Apple is a $2.3 trillion company, just one single company, one stock on the stock market. So this gives us a sense of how early we are as crypto investors in the space. And though there have been lots of obstacles and adversity in the crypto space, Kathy says that every time the crypto ecosystem endures a battle test, she feels better about it all. Because if you look at the trajectory of Bitcoin over time, while there are wild swings, on her latest podcast with Jeremy Siegel, he shares that he doesn't think there has ever been an asset where more people have made so much money 
even after all of these losses in a relatively short period of time, over 12 to 13 years. So Kathy and her team at ARK's conviction is as high as ever. And even after the FTX battle test, when looking at on-chain analytics, the outlook is positive. It shows massive capitulation we usually only see at market bottoms. And that's another reason Kathy is impressed that we didn't get back to those 10K or sub 10K levels from the FTX fallout. Not saying that we can't drop to those levels at some point throughout the rest of this bear market, but all things considered, Bitcoin and most cryptos have held up relatively well. Nice. Next, Kathy refutes naysayers that accuse ARK of investing in profitless tech, concept capital, and equate their strategies with investors that got wrecked when the telecom tech bubble burst. She says the seeds of what is currently happening in technology today were planted and have grown over the past 20 years since the telecom tech bubble went bust. She says at that time there was too much capital chasing too few opportunities too soon. And that's why there were so many bankruptcies. But this is not the case today. She believes the byproduct of disruptive innovation is profitability and that this market is ready for new disruptive technology and that we should be aggressively investing in it right now to capitalize on some of the most important opportunities of our lifetime to ever be available, ever. Kathy and her team believe that the market cap associated with truly disruptive, transformative innovation will grow from $7 trillion, what it is today, which is less than 10% of the global equity market cap, to $210 trillion over the next 8 to 10 years. That is an increase by over 30-fold, which is possible due to the exponential growth we are starting to experience. Kathy points out that one of the reasons a lot of people have a hard time realizing or believing that is because we've always lived in a world of linear growth until now. After the tech bubble crash, a lot of people became value investors, which used similar information and benchmarks as me, Kevin, to determine the value of something. Kathy references Wright's Law, which states that for every cumulative doubling of units produced, costs will fall by a constant percentage. And this framework is used for forecasting cost declines as a function of cumulative production. And with this in mind, Kathy believes that the market is ready for prime time in blockchain technology, as well as artificial intelligence, human genomics, robotics, and energy storage, because the tech is now ready. She considers the fact that we didn't have cloud computing and storage until 2006, deep learning did not have a breakthrough until 2012, and we didn't get the cost of sequencing a whole human genome down to $500 until just this year. So yeah, the tech is here and exponential growth is possible. Sweet. Kathy leaves us with one final thought and hope. Based on their research, if we look back at the last time we had multiple disruptive innovation platforms evolving at the same time, which was the telephone, electricity, and the automobile in the early 1900s, there was also a pandemic, the Spanish flu, there was also a war, World War I, and there was also inflation, which hit 24% all of which were far more serious than what we are experiencing today. And between June 1920 and June 1921, inflation hit an all-time high of 24% and dropped to a record low of negative 15% in just one year, keeping in mind we were also still on the gold standard at the time. So when considering this, Kathy believes that we are currently experiencing an echo of that historical time period, and this time around, it's possible that we see something similar, where we go from the 9-10% to inflation rate in the US back down to the Fed's 2% goal sometime next year. Amazing! My commentary on Kathy's position is that I agree with pretty much everything, except I think getting inflation back down to 2% within 2023 is extremely optimistic. Because, as we've been discussing on the channel, the Fed will keep cranking up interest rates and will not pivot until either we hit that 2% inflation target or something big breaks, forcing them to have to pump the brakes, which I think is more likely to happen sooner than reaching 2% inflation. 
Either way, if you are DCAing or dollar cost averaging into cryptocurrency positions, make sure you are transferring your investments off of exchanges to hold securely on cold storage hardware wallets. Ledger is a cost-effective and easy-to-use cold storage hardware wallet provider with several different options between the Nano S Plus, the Nano X, and now available for pre-order is their most innovative and personalized device yet, the Ledger Stacks. It's the size of a credit card and has a curved e-ink touchscreen similar to that of a Kindle display, where we can customize the lock screen with a picture or our favorite NFT and can also customize the curved spine with unique text. Like the Nano X, Stax is equipped with Bluetooth functionality, allowing us to connect to our Ledger Live mobile app at any time, anywhere, and we can charge its built-in battery wirelessly. The Ledger Stax is available for pre-order using the link to the correct and official site listed below, and Ledger expects to start shipping the wallets in quarter one of 2023, around March. In addition to their hardware wallets, Ledger is now an all-in-one platform for all of our cryptocurrency needs, where we can buy, sell, trade, stake, and secure crypto, access DeFi apps, interact with smart contracts, manage NFTs, all within the safety of hardware wallets, where you have complete control using a computer or mobile app. Be sure to check out my complete walkthrough guide for beginners of Ledger's entire ecosystem by clicking on the link above, and be sure to scroll down to the description area below to access Ledger's correct and official site, as well as redeem any special offers they may have going on. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this video. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and click the bell notification to stay up to date on all of the latest videos. So what did you think of Meet Kevin's prediction of the future value of crypto? How about Kathy Wood's take? Will the Fed pivot from something big breaking, or will we hit that 2% inflation target next year? Let me know in the comments below. Be safe out there.